Great to see you all tonight. Pastor asked us to do a special edition of the B&B show here live. Apparently we didn't do a bad enough job last time. I know. So we'll make sure he doesn't make the mistake a third time. Uh, yeah, that's what I do at home. When Miss Maddie, she asked me to do the dishes, I do a bad job so she didn't ask me again. So. <laughs> Does no. that really work though? No, it doesn't. <laughs> Just try it again. Brother Kevin, I think the first thing we should say for sure is the kids did a wonderful job, didn't they? They sure did. I mean, from right out the gate, they uh, got hit with a wall of sound, and I like that. I'm a joy. music guy. It was joy. joy. Yeah. So, you know, you can't have something like that without a whole lot of people doing a whole lot of work. So why don't we give yeah, them a so hand? Give them a hand. Yeah. Give them a hand. You know, taking care of all those kids, it's like herding cats. It's just impossible. So it's a wonderful work. So I used to tell the choir that. when I, I taught choir for a couple of months there, and I said, let her rip, Tater Chip. Well, they, they let her rip. <laughs> it, was, it was wonderful. Yes, they did. And that was, was a blessing. Good. Thank you, young people and workers for sure. Yes. To start off, always should be with the Word of God. So, Brother Kevin, I'm going to have you read Luke chapter 2, verse uh, 6, if you would, please. All right, yes. Yeah, so if you have your Bibles, we'll be in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, I'm going to begin reading in verse number 6, and the Bible says in verse number 6 of Luke chapter 2, And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Amen. So the young people sang about the meaning of Christmas just a moment ago, which is also what we want to talk about tonight. The challenge with this subject, if you will, about what Christmas means, is the problem is Christmas means different things to a lot of people because everyone sees differently. That's exactly, you know, Christmas means a lot of things to a lot of different people. Some people, yeah. chestnuts roasting on an open fire, you know. I'm so or sorry. Jack Frost, yeah, I'm not the singer here tonight, that's okay. Yes, you are. Jack Frost <laughs> nipping at your nose, they see all kinds of things, but of yeah. course in Florida, there's no, no. Jack Frost if nipping someone at was nose. nipping at your nose in South Florida, I think they'd call the cops. <laughs> that, <so>. That's right. <laughs> I don't, we're not doing that here. No. So there, for Christmas, you know, there's Christmas trees. Christmas programs. Family Family guests. gatherings. Good, bad, laws and, <laughs> and the outlaws. That's yeah, right. The good, bad, and the ugly, exactly. And Christmas can produce also a lot of feelings as well. Yeah. You know, Christmas makes you think about the passage of time, mm -hmm. sweet memories of things gone past, sometimes even bittersweet memories of an age gone by. I mean, Christmas can be, for a lot of people, a sad time because you reflect a lot about the things that have changed in your life. Mm -hmm or the ones you've loved and have passed away. Mm -hmm. It's really a powerful and effectual time for a lot of people. Right. And the danger is, when it comes to Christmas time, people can get their eyes on the wrong things. So the question we want to pose tonight, very briefly, that we don't want to just ask you tonight, and ask us, mm -hmm. is what are you going to see this Christmas? Because what you see really influences everything that you do. Yeah, what is the right perspective to have at this time of year? When I was a yeah. kid, 
I, uh, the Christmas meant a lot, something a lot different to me. I, I loved the, the, the stuff that I would get, you know, the presents. And I looked forward to eating myself into a food coma at least twice. And, you know, I yep. still look forward to that. My wife Same. made these pretzel things with uh, the Hershey Kisses with the M&M drop down in the middle. And I just, you can't eat one of those things. No. Uh, um, no. So, but Christmas, now that I've been saved, and since I've been saved since 14 years old, means a whole lot different to me. Yeah. And, and the reason is because there was truth that I learned that changed yeah. my entire life because of the truth that started at, at Christmas with the Lord yeah. Jesus. Amen. So grateful for all that God uh, did in my life. And Christmas means so much more because of salvation. Yeah. The Amen. truth that changed my life. Yeah. And the, again, the mistake that a lot of people make during this time of year is Christmas, people tend to get their eyes and they focus on the negative things that come with this holiday. It's very natural. Mm-hmm. It's very normal. They think of the things they've lost, the things that have changed, or they even fear of the future. But Christmas should be a reminder that even in the darkest of times, God's promises are true, and they actually shine even brighter because of that same darkness. I want you just for a moment, I want you to just stop and think about, consider for a moment, and we all love the story of Christmas, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, there's the, there's the nativity scene. We love that, right? Hobby Lobby has a thousand of them, you know? And we think, oh, you know, oh, look at the cute animals. and all the Do you know how bad this smells? Do you know how horrible that would be for a poor expecting woman mm-hmm. to put, oh, here's, here's your cradle. Here's your, here's your manger. Right. Here's your feeding trough. It did not smell good, that Bethlehem night, okay? But you don't actually consider sometimes that at the birth of Christ, there was no darker time in human history. Right. And those are very powerful truths to take away from that. There are three truths that Brother Kevin and I, with the Lord's help, want to briefly highlight this evening. Asking the question, what will you see this Christmas? And the first thing we see is, number one, as we said, a dark setting. A dark setting. Luke uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 1 says, It came to pass in those days, the days when Christ would be born, there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that the world should be taxed, And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed. No one was exempt. No, there's no 1%, 10%, 100%. Everyone went to be taxed, and everyone into his own city. Think about that for just a moment. This was a very dark time in in human history. In this time, in this part of the world, there was only 10% of people were born into nobility. The 90% were born into poverty, poverty that we don't understand today. And and they, on top of that, were going to have unfathomable taxes. Mm -hmm. They were going to get that stacked onto the poverty that they already had. It was a dark time in society. It was a dark time in culture. And think about that. We have right here the intertestamental period. That's a good Bible college word. The intertestamental period. Intertestament to the (laughs) Proto-Evangelium. What? Okay. (laughs) But that's 400 years. Think about this dark setting, this dark time. 400 years, four centuries. There's no word from the Lord. There's Mm -hmm. no prophet. There's no miracle. They don't hear anything from the Lord. There's no miracles. There's no hope. There's no commandment from the Lord for four whole centuries. Not to mention every king at the time, from this time, the intertestamental period, the 400 years, was an evil king until the advent of the king of kings. Yep. Just consider that. Think about that. No miracles, no deliverance. No national heroes, no prophets, no real inspiration to grab from, just an era of darkness and silence. Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) Just kidding. The only ones who seemed to be in control were the ones who shouldn't be. Doesn't that sound familiar? We're not going to talk about that on the B&B show tonight, but 
seems like the people in power shouldn't be. And that was the time that he was born. This was the dark setting in which the greatest hope and the brightest light would come to man. And that reminds me, you know, in, in the Word of God, God is no stranger to making a miracle out of a mess. He can yeah. paint the brightest, wonder, most wonderful pictures on the darkest canvas, can he? Yeah. You go through the Old Testament, and the time of Judges was also a dark time. Yes. You have this time where they would serve the Lord, the Israelites, for a little bit, and then they would go off into idolatry. They would do their own thing. The Bible says it's a time when every man did that which was right in his own eyes. That sounds familiar yeah. Yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. And They would do everything that was right in their own eyes. That's the cycle. They would follow the Lord, and then they would get away from the Lord, and then they would go into captivity, and then they would cry unto the Lord the Lord would bring them back and then they would repeat 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 but even in the midst of that dark time where there wasn't strong leadership where they weren't following the Lord the Lord paints a picture of one of the greatest love stories in all the scripture I think of Ruth and Boaz it was a time of famine it was a time of death but in that story in that time the darkest time uh, in in one of the darkest times in the history of Israel was Mm -hmm. a great love story Boaz of course redeeming Ruth and giving us a picture of things to come with the Lord Jesus Christ God is the king of making a masterpiece out of a mess. Amen, that's true. And during Christmas, sometimes we reflect on the state of the world, how much our country has changed, Mm -hmm. or society, and on and on it goes. But no matter what is happening around you, no matter what is happening around you, God's word, His truth, and His promises are always marching on. Even if people choose not to see it, Mm -hmm. even if we choose not to see it, God is in control. Amen. His light will shine, no matter how dark our surroundings may get. Christ was born during one of the most wicked reigns in human history, but that is only to show us that no matter who sits on the throne here, God is always on his throne there. Amen. And he is faithful. And that is something that we must see as God's people and be thankful for this Christmas. And the second thing that we see very important, is number two. We see the dark setting, but number two, we see a dire situation. Brother Kevin's going to read uh, verse four. The Bible says in Luke chapter two, verse four, and Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because mm-hmm. he was of the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary as a spouse wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger mm. because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, you see the world setting. We saw the big picture with Caesar Augustus. But now the scripture, God himself, zooms in on the situation on one godly couple. Right. And I believe that's a strong reminder that God doesn't just see what's going on in the world around you. But he sees exactly what you are going through, right. even if we don't recognize it. Not only was the world a dark place in the time of Christ, but for his own earthly parents, they were going through a very dark time, a very dire time themselves. They were on the run. Children were being executed. They had no money. Taxes everywhere. And we see through the story of Joseph and Mary that Christians are not exempt through the trials and tribulations of this world. But despite what a lot of prosperity preachers profess, the road alongside the Savior is not one of ease, And no one knew that more 
than this godly couple. You know what uh, I've said before is if you're a Christian, the devil has your number. If you're a Christian trying to live for the Lord, the devil has your number on speed dial, right? Yeah. Yeah. My father-in-law is a pastor yeah. up in New Jersey, and he always says this. He said, being a Christian doesn't exempt you from problems. As a matter of fact, oftentimes being a Christian gives you a whole new set of problems. Yeah. Well, I want yeah. you to know tonight that God sees you and God knows your problems. He, the Bible says that He has searched you and known you, uh, knows you, and He knows your, uh, your uprising and your downsitting. He's acquainted yeah. with all your ways. I love this. He understands our thoughts afar off. He knows mm-hmm. the dire situation that you might find uh, yourself in. Oftentimes, we get a whole new set of problems being Christians. Yeah. Um, But in this unlikely predicament, in an unlikely place with unlikely people, in the midst of the dark times for Mary and Joseph, and the poverty, the king of kings, Mm -hmm. the savior of the world was to be virgin born in the manger that day. The true meaning of Christmas can be realized in your life with the correct perspective. I love what Matthew chapter 1 says in verse 21, and she shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Yeah. All through Scripture, we find the darkest times in society, and in the darkest times personally, God is always working, sometimes behind the scenes, yeah. and God is always present, and the Lord has the answer. Yeah, amen to that. And I remember one of the hardest years. You know, Christmas always makes you think back, right? Right. One of the hardest years my, my wife went through, my family went through, was 2017. Your my mom passed away in August. Mm-hmm. In January, she was perfectly fine. Said, Andy, I have a headache. And then a few months later, she went home to be with the Lord. Right. And I remember right after that, Hurricane Irma came. Mm-hmm. And we panicked a little. Haley wasn't doing so well. So we decided to evacuate. Great idea. <laughs> Next time, I'm like, it's a Category 5. Just take me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like Elijah's chariot. It's fine. But we ran away. Well, mm-hmm. Andy, in his um, um, desperation, was dressed with trying to find a hotel. I said, Sarah, I found this great place. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. We get there, and it's like bizarro world. The uh-huh. gas are all locked. There's signs that literally say, don't leave your belongings, your car, or your children unattended. We will not be responsible if they are lost or stolen. Children was on there, too. It's like, where did I take my wife and child? I'm sorry, Sarah. I'm so sorry. And it was, it was really hard. And I remember calling the front desk and saying, I'm going to get my wife some pizza. Say, hey, what's the best place to get pizza here? Best pizza. Yeah, what's the best place to get pizza? Best pizza. I, no, no, you don't understand. I'm, at, I'm telling you, it's best pizza. It's called best pizza. Literally, the place was called best pizza. I didn't know where he was going with yeah. that. Yeah, and it was the only pizza place in like 20 miles. Best pizza. That's where I took poor Sarah. So it was hard. And then when we got back from the hurricane, um, that's when Haley got her diagnosis. And mm-hmm. we heard that she'll probably never speak never be able to do a lot of things. And so 2017, humanly speaking, was not a great year. But I remember the strength of my wife mm-hmm. and the strength of my dad and the strength of my family and how they made the most of that Christmas. And I was filled with bitterness and anger and resentment. And I really, I mean, God humbled me mm-hmm. and made me realize and challenged me that I have to choose what I see at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I could look at all the things that happened that year. I could look at everything that I lost and not the things that God has given me, mm-hmm. the things I had received. I could revel in my sorrow, or I could rejoice in my Savior. Amen. And honestly, it's a choice that all of us have to make every single Christmas. Joseph and Mary, listen, they had every reason to blame and doubt God. Right. No room in the inn, running for their life. God is dead. God doesn't see us. God doesn't care at all. Or else why would we be carrying His Son... Mm-hmm 
our Messiah, and we don't even have a place to deliver him, right? But they didn't. They made the most. They chose to see the blessings of God. As Brother Kevin said, no matter how dark your personal situation may get, God sees you, God loves you, and his promises to you are as in Romans 8, for we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. You know, that's one of my favorite verses in all of Scripture. Um, it's a faithful promise, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a, you ready for this? A fruitful process. Amen. And then there's a finished product. Get it! I, I love that verse. It means so much to me because God has proven that time and time again. And you know what the, the finished product is, of course, mm. is He's working to make us more like the Lord Jesus Christ. The following verse talks about that. Uh, but we love talking about that verse. How many of you like to eat cake? I think I've talked about this before. Most of you would not eat a handful of flour. Maybe some of you would. <laughs> Sailors, she's all about it. Uh, she's most of you, would, probably most of you wouldn't just take raw eggs and you know eat the raw eggs. Some of you uh, people that work out a lot, maybe you'll do strange. that. You're not strange, you're um, strange. But you have all these ingredients, and the ingredients of cake you wouldn't take and you know just eat one by one but you mix it all together and you put it through a fire and out yeah. comes something that is real nice okay you get you get some cake i like that yeah it's yeah. a fruitful process and there is yeah. a finished product yeah. it's all about what you choose to see during this time there are dire situations yeah there there are dark times but it's about about them i can't talk tonight it's all about our perspective yeah it is and that changes everything and you know this is good alliteration by the way i like that uh, speaking of alliteration <laughs> there's one final thing for us brother kevin we said there's a dark setting, and then number two, a dire situation. But finally, number th three, we see a delivered Savior. I'm going to read Luke chapter 2, verse 10. It says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. By the way, I like how he's very specific. There's a Savior, you know, it's whoever, no, it, which is Christ, Christ the Lord. Lord. We come to a conclusion once again as the children sang about and as we're talking about that Christmas yeah. is not uh, only about the Son of God being born in a manger, mm -hmm. uh, but it's about God the Son being virgin born, living a virtuous life, dying a vicarious death, that means his substitute for us, and then he was victoriously resurrected. He was born yeah. to die. He didn't come to make our lives better. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He didn't just come to repair broken men. Yeah. He came to rescue dying sinners. Yeah, amen. A lot of people try to keep Christ in the manger. Mm -hmm. They always try to, oh, I just visualize the baby Jesus. But the mistake is, Christmas is not about a baby. It's the beginning of the story. It's about the Lord himself coming down to save us from our sins, to redeem us and restore us in fellowship with our God. That's why I love when the angel said, for he shall be called Emmanuel, which is to be interpreted God with us. All the way back in the garden, all the way to today, God wants to have fellowship with his people, and that could only be done through his son, Emmanuel. And the purpose tonight, again, is to challenge us all and to ask the question in the next few weeks, what do you see? Do you really see and rejoice why we are here? And that's all really God wants for us. And I know you've all heard a lot about the Christmas story, and I never want you to get over that. The, the children sang it, and, mm -hmm. and it goes back to the gospel. Yeah. And maybe you're here tonight, you've come to, to hear the children sing, or maybe you're watching online, 
and maybe it's clicking like you're, you know Christmas really is about the Lord Jesus let me encourage you tonight for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life I was talking to the kids this morning in junior church the greatest gift that is out there is not some video game system it's not a new set of golf clubs it's not a, a car that somehow you bought and your spouse didn't know about or something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, with a bow on it <laughs> um, but the greatest gift you know, the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Amen. Christ our Lord. The King of Amen. kings and the Lord of lords sent His Son, the Lord Jesus, to die on the cross for your sins. The Bible talks about how we're all sinners. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. We've all done things, said things, and thought things that displease God. And the problem with that is, is our sin separates us from a holy God. Yeah. The, the Bible talks about, as I just said, for the wages. The payment of sin is death. Yeah. Separation from God forever in a place called hell. And that's bad news, but this time of year is a reminder that the good news is the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. And that gift, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But God commendeth. He showed, He proved His love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ yeah died for us. The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't want to take for granted tonight that everybody under the sound of our voice or perhaps watching online knows the Lord as their Savior. I remember somebody sitting down with a gospel track with me and they said, Kevin, you can put your name in those verses. You know, for God so loved Kevin that if he uh, uh, that God so loved Kevin, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten yeah. son, that if Kevin believeth in him, he should not perish, but have everlasting life. Yeah. If Kevin shall call upon the name of the Lord, he shall be saved. You know, you can put your own name in yep. those verses. Yep. God came, he sent his son to die for you. We have forgiveness of sins, and that is the greatest message. Mm. We think about the babe in a manger, as the children saying, but this is the greatest message, that he came to die so we could have eternal life. Yeah, amen. You know, we started the B&B show, this monstrosity, whatever this is, (laughs) shortly after COVID um, started. And the primary purpose, someone asked a few weeks ago, what what, what were you thinking? What was our goal? And when we looked at each other, we were like, oh, I don't know. But one of the things we (laughs) talked about when we created this show together was to remind ourselves and to remind the ones we love of what really matters. Mm -hmm. Because COVID, it was easy to get your mind off. Right. It's very easy to get your mind on the wrong thing and off the right thing. Uh-huh. And we wanted to make a show where people were reminded what really matters. And on Christmas, there are a lot of things that you can choose to see, but they don't matter. Right. There's only one thing that really matters, and that is seeing the Lord Jesus Christ. So yes, the world may be a dark setting, and without a doubt, there are many of you tonight who are going through some dire circumstances, but you also have a delivered Savior. See the Lord this Christmas. See what he's done. See what he's doing in your life right now. Rejoice in what he's going to do for you one day. We encourage you to please, as we do for ourselves, to see the true meaning of Christmas. That's exactly right. The Lord Jesus always comes right on time, doesn't he? Always. Amen. Jesus to the rescue. With your heads bowed and eyes closed, we want to have a time of invitation here tonight. And again, we don't want to take for granted that everybody in the room or online knows the Lord Jesus as their Savior. And we want to have a time here to respond. If you would uh, see fit, we're going to sing a song, Just As I Am, Without One Plea, But That Thy Blood Was Shed For Thee. And if you'd like to come and pray, we'd love to talk to you, pray with you. If you're not sure that you're saved, we'd love uh, to sit down with the Bible and tell you how you can know for sure 
um, that you've been saved. And I think about the, the girls and the boys. They sang the songs. They gave the gospel in their, in their song tonight. And we tried to do the same here with our podcast. And so we're going to have a time of invitation. And uh, let's stand, please, if you would. Uh, Brother Andy's going to be down at the front if you want to speak with him. And we'll have a time of invitation for just a few moments here tonight. <clears throat> Make this altar a place to do business with God. Perhaps you have a family member that you'll be seeing this season of Christmas, it's time to talk to them about the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel. And so we want to make this time a time of prayer for all of us, praying for lost loved ones, or perhaps if you're not saved, we'd love to talk to you about it. As we sing, Just As I Am. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me and that thou be to thee O Lamb of God I come I come just as I am and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot to thee whose blood can cleanse each spot O Lamb of God I come I come. Well, let's pray together. May we, Father, thank you for the young people that sang tonight. What a great blessing it was to hear them sing the truth about your word, the truth about Christmas, the truth about the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for which the passion they sang. Thank you for the workers. And thank you for the gospel. Lord, many people gathered here tonight, many different backgrounds, many different places. But the common denominator is the Lord Jesus Christ. As we go from these doors tonight and spend this week, Lord, I pray that we'd have the name of the Lord on our lips, that we would speak a word about Jesus to somebody that we know and love about the gospel. Thank you for the great gift of eternal life and that Jesus gave it to us. Thank you for the truth of your word. We love you. We pray in Christ Jesus' name. On behalf of everyone at Beacon Baptist Church, we thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that your heart and life has been impacted through the biblical truths of this message. If you have questions or would like more information, please contact us through our website at beaconbaptistchurch.org. That's beaconbaptistchurch.org. May the Lord bless you.